when we were worshiping, I kept hearing one word. And it's not a word that we tend to use very often. But I just feel like tonight he is hovering over you very closely. So may the Holy Spirit give you the power to receive it all tonight. The one word was kept. In John 17, when he's getting ready to go to the cross and go to heaven, and he's having this most intimate conversation with the Father, and the disciples are listening, and he's describing to the Father how he loved them. He said, Father, I kept them. I kept them in your name. Father, I'm coming to you. Now you keep them. And to every Jew in the room, they knew that he was referring to Psalm 121. It goes something like this. I look to the hills from whence cometh my strength. My strength comes from the Lord. And he makes heaven and he makes earth. And he will not let my foot even stumble off the path because he never sleeps. And he he keeps Israel never slumbers and never sleeps. The Lord, he's my keeper. He's my shadow at my right hand. And the sun can't strike me by day And the moon can't strike me by night. The Lord preserves me from all evil. The Lord preserves my very soul. And he watches over. He keeps and watches over all my comings and goings. So what does that mean? Because kept, keeper was the word Jesus chose to summarize the entire realm of all the ways he had loved the disciples. He said, I loved them. And instead of itemizing it, he said, I kept them. And instead of saying, Father, love them this way and this way, he said, you keep them too. Because in Psalm 121, it is this invitation to give yourself a new foundation. The Lord may repeat it before this uh, meeting's over, but some of you were present when he gave a prophetic word that in the first quarter of 2023, he is wanting to release new foundations and give us new beginnings so that the things that we believe that have been good and that have helped us, we would let them go and go, I want more. I want the higher. I don't want to waste any of your blood. This has been good. But I know there's more, and I don't have a clue to get to it. I don't even know what it is, much less how to get to it. And so Jesus is saying to you tonight, understand the word kept. That's the first step tonight. So listen to the psalm from this way. 
the Lord is my personal keeper. He will not let my foot stumble. The picture is he so surrounds me with his love and his goodness and his mercy. He so surrounds me, he won't even let my foot stumble, much less me get pulled on the wrong path. He's keeping me. He's hemming me in. He's hedging me in by love. And it's as if the Holy Spirit was telling David, this is the name of God you need to know, David. As much as you need to know Jehovah and Adonai, the Lord is my keeper. And that word for keeper was used of one who was a keeper of the garden, who would hedge the garden around so nothing would rob or touch the garden, nurtured the plants, pulled out the weeds. They were a keeper. And he's saying, I'm a keeper of your life, your heart, your emotions, your mind, everything inside. To me, I see it as a garden. And I just want to put my arms around your personality and protect you and pull up the weeds of anything that's hurt you, wounded you, or given you wrong ideas about me. I just want to tend the soul, your garden, and let it grow. And keeper was also used of shepherds. For they would put a hedge of protection around their sheep. They would lay down their lives to make sure the lions and the wolves, don't you touch the sheep. I'm the keeper of the sheep. And they didn't just keep the whole flock. They knew every individual sheep by name. They would name them. They would hover over each one and go through their little fur just to make sure there were no bugs, put oil on them, feed them, lead them to new pastures. They taught them how to rest. And keeper was used to priest who knew how to help people keep the faith, how to guard your faith and not let things in that would just tear you up and tear you down. Keeper was a fat word in the Hebrew language. No one thing could explain it, not even a priest or a shepherd or this. No, it was God is the keeper. And that he so wants to surround you with his love. And then he's my shade by my right hand. That image was the image as if I'm out in a desert. It's hot. No trees. No shade. No water. No food. There is nothing. There are wild animals around. This is here. I am surrounded and I'm in a season of my life where it's hot, it's bitter, it's difficult, I'm worn out, I'm weary, I'm stressed, I don't see any resources. And the image in the Hebrew is he's saying, may I be your keeper? And I will come so close to you on your right hand that we are meshed together and nothing can separate us. And I will position myself So that no matter where that desert sun is trying to wear you out, it hits me and you're just in my shadow. You're in my shade. You just stay here and be refreshed. Let me keep you. The sun won't strike you by day nor the moon by night. 
was their way of saying, whatever happens in any 24-hour period, he's there going, excuse me, may I keep you? May I guard you? Can I protect you? Can I nurture your soul or what is happening inside of you? Can I be your strength? Can I be your guide? Can I be everything that you need? And then it says, the Lord, my keeper, will preserve me from all evil. That it doesn't matter if the evil is powers and principalities, dark things in a economy, stresses, illnesses, evil inside of us, if we're not liking the way we're acting or we're like this or that, he's going, doesn't matter. May I be your keeper. May I literally plant myself between every evil attack so it doesn't touch you. May I please be your keeper? And he says, the Lord preserves my soul. And it's the image that literally the Lord comes and takes my little baby soul, everything in my personality, my mind, my emotions, all of who I am and what makes me me. And he says, can can I just kind of embrace it and protect your soul? Because I want to preserve in your soul what I put in you, but I want to hug out what the world put in you. Can I just love it out? Can I just do this for you? And then he, he says, the Lord watches over all my comings and goings from today to forevermore. And it's a beautiful phrase because the coming and goings means, well, let me ask you this. Have you ever had one of those days where one moment you're feeling really peaceful and in 10 minutes you're not so peaceful? You know what I mean? That's a coming and going. You know what I mean? I'm coming into peace. Nope, I'm going out of peace. I'm here. I'm here. And it meant every movement inside of you. As much as when you're leaving your house and you're going to work or you're going here, anytime something moves in you, it doesn't matter if it's a movement of thought, emotions, you're driving somewhere, or the seasons of your life are changing. He says, I want to be your keeper. And I want to watch over you today, all the way through forever. And it's like, I'm here, may I pretty please be your keeper? Like, I, I won't force myself in. This is one of those names where he says, I can be this for you if you would like. And so in John 17, Jesus is saying, well, well Father, I, I kept them by your name, which means not in his name, but I kept them the way your being, your nature, your personality would have kept them. I loved him the way you loved me, Father. Father, the way you kept me in this light, that's the way I want to keep them. He says, so, Father, I'm coming to you now. You keep them. You surround them all inside and all around the same way you did me. And it is written that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So he wants to keep you the same. Listen to the beauty of this in Jude. 
now to him, and of all words they could have used, who was able to keep you from stumbling. He's like, he wants to keep you from stumbling. He's not keeping you from going off the cliff. He's not even going to let you get there. He says, oh, oh, can I catch you before you even hit the ground? And to present, this just undoes me, to present you blameless. It is the same word used of a pure lamb without spot or wrinkle. He's saying, if you'll give me permission to keep you, then when I present you to Father, you're going to look like me. And the father, oh, both of you are blameless. You're equally yoked, bridegroom and bride. Present you blameless before the presence of his glory. I mean, can you picture that? Here is the father and the throne room and the presence of his glory and the angels and all the glory and the elders and the worship and Father brings in Denny and brings in Diane. And Jesus says, Father, I present them to you blameless. They're pure and spotless lamb, just like me. Listen to the heart of Jesus. Present you in the presence of glory, with great joy. The Greek is, he's presenting you to the Father with triumphant joy and great delight. Like, do you see, Father? They let me keep them. Do you see them, Father? They let me keep them the way I let you keep me. And then Jude, Jesus' half-brother, goes, oh, my goodness. (laughs) To the great God, the only God, our Savior through Jesus Christ, our Lord, be glory and majesty and dominion and authority before all time, now and forever. And he's saying, just, if you'll just say, will you be my keeper? And it's, um, it's a position of humility. Some of you have heard me say, in the Hebrew, humility is when you see out into the future and you see something that's worth going low for now. And some of you have heard me share by the Holy Spirit that like the Father in the Garden of Eden He saw the hope of sons and daughters, so he humbled himself, and he kneels, and he chooses an animal and kills it and skins it and makes garments for Adam and Eve. He knelt to serve them, to do for them what they couldn't do for themselves. He humbled himself because he had a dream of sons and daughters someday. 
And all throughout the Old Testament, he's just going, may I serve you? And Jesus comes and, and says, the Father and I are one, and I didn't come. Son of man, Matthew twenty twenty eight didn't come to be served, but to serve. Here, may I take your sicknesses? May I take your sins, your wounds, Isaiah 53? Can I take everything off of you that blocks you from being a new creation? May I serve you? Can I die for you? Can I even pray for you now? May I serve you? Because I see someday you'll be my bride forever. So I want to go low and wash your feet and serve you now. How can I help you receive our love? And the Holy Spirit comes and says, how can I serve you? I don't mind being inside all your doubts and questions and walls and fears. Can, can I help heal? Can I help you receive love? Proverbs 15.33 says, humility comes before honor. And I was talking to one of my dearest friends recently, and um, well, most of you know her, sweet Julie Hope. And um, I had had the privilege of speaking in their church several times in the last couple of weeks, and we were talking about how the more you can see that the Father was kneeling, going, how may I serve you? I, w I just want to heal you so you can receive my love because I want you with me forever. And Jesus is going, how can I serve you? You need healing, deliverance, more truth, more love, more pain. What? Holy Spirit. That when you see them, at first you're almost like, I just can't think of God serving me. Well, that's okay. That's flesh. That's legalism. We've all been there. Hit delete. <laughs> I mean, let's just be real, okay? It's a bunch of lies from the pit of hell. I mean, there's something the church is like, well, we should get out there and serve. With what? Your flesh, your personality, your hard effort? He will honor that because he's darling. He's loving. He's perfect gratitude. Any little baby step we think we're giving him, he's just jumping up and down with triumphant joy going, at least you're trying your best with what you know. But when you go deeper, you realize, I have nothing to give you. I'm no different than the status of the earth in Genesis 1 that had no form and was dark and had nothing of God. I have nothing of you unless you speak it into me, and you are it in me. And you came to serve me. And the more you realize it, you honor him all the more, you're like, who are you really, God? Who are you really, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit? You're not giving us report cards and measuring it up and going, oh, they did that again. That's all legalistic spirit lies. Who are you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, that you live your life on your knees going, may I please serve you? Pretty please, can I lift that? Can I carry that? You, you want to use my name? 
and say, Lord, be my keeper? Can I be that? And the more you see their humility, I think the more you honor them and the more you're undone by who they really are. And it almost makes you go, oh my gosh, have I ever really known you? In the first two commandments, he says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. This is what it looks like. I can't love a God I don't know. So he first serves me and tells me who he is and tells me how he loves me and, and how he wants to help me connect the dots and, and, and step by step really get to know him. And the more I receive, then I just let it overflow back to him. I can't do it on my own effort. It's just you receive, and then you give it back. And then you realize step by step, you, you, you love me. You love who I am. You don't think I should be like this person or that person or I should be further along in the journey or whatever, whatever all those legalistic lies are. You love me and you love who I am right this very moment. And eventually it gets in and you go, gosh, I don't talk to myself the way I used to. I'm kind in my mind to myself. I'm gentle with myself. And then you know what happens? It overflows and you start loving others the way he's loved you. <laughs> but to go out and try to love others when you haven't received, it's effort, but it's not that love that touches deep and saturates us. You know? And then the more we receive, we begin to see him for who he really is. When I was praying about tonight, I just kept hearing him say, I want to heal their receiving. I want to heal their receiving. And I want to bless them again and again and again, Susan, to be baby hearts. And in case you haven't heard that phrase, it's the phrase the Holy Spirit gave us over a year ago. That when Jesus laid everything aside and he came as a little baby, Luke says he grew in three ways. He grew in stature. He grew in wisdom which means how to grow in relating to the Father. Remember, Jesus laid aside all his godliness, Philippians 2. He did not know he was the Son of God. He grew in wisdom in relating to the Father. And as his relationship grew with the Father, then the Father began teaching him who he is and who Jesus was. It's the same journey for us. 
And then it says, and Jesus grew in grace. And most people go, grace? What did he need grace for? Well, because he was human. And he was on this unique journey with the Father. And and no one could understand him. And he didn't really have fellowship. And his family didn't understand him. And he needed grace, just like we do. That's why he says, do you see me? I'm the one. I'm the high priest who's familiar with this journey of being human. And I'm the one. And yet, um, I had a lot of scriptures to read tonight, but Jesus has gone a totally different way, and it's his gift for you, and I like that. But uh, when you look at the Amplified, especially in like John chapter 5, Jesus says, I can't do anything on my own, of my own initiative or of my own accord. And then it's even elaborated more when he says, um, I don't do anything on my own according to my will or what pleases me. I just do what the Father wants me to do. And if you listen between the lines, there's this childlikeness that goes, well, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to preach. What you call the Sermon on the Mount, I had no clue I was going to say that. Father just put it in my mouth word for word. Oh, all this and this? I just had a little sense in my spirit. I saw the Father going to the crowd and healing, so I just went to the crowd and healed. He said, I didn't know. I just do what my Father tells me to do, what I see my Father do. And he says, and Father kept me. And I kept the disciples. Judas didn't want to be kept. Bless his baby heart of misunderstandings. And so now in his prayer before he goes to the cross, he's saying, Father, will you keep them? And may they let you keep them. Typically, the Holy Spirit gives the prophetic word by the Jewish calendar, and we've shared a lot of that together over our years. But this year, Jesus said, I am interrupting man's calendar. And from January to March, in the first quarter of the year, I'm going to establish new foundations and new beginnings for anyone who is willing to lay aside what they know and what's good because they long for more. I am looking for a bride who will pursue me and just receive my love when I embrace them. The first quarter is enlarging foundations and new beginnings. Will you see things about me you've never seen before? It will just pull things off of you without your effort. And the second quarter will be a time of transitions. You'll feel things inside of you changing, and it's all good. And, and you're like, well, who am I? I'm, what? 
and you'll be transitioning inside and many will be transitioning in the seasons of their lives and he said and in the third quarter you're going to be so wide open you're going to be receiving love for me in a realm you've never known even existed and love's going to flow out of you in a realm that you didn't even know existed and it will be with such ease because when you're utterly dependent upon me it's the highest glory and I flow with ease. And in the fourth quarter, the veil's going to be pulled back. And you're going to see the unique God-given DNA in you with clarity. A friend of mine tells his congregation, Anoint the mirror in your bathroom with oil. And ask the Father, every time I look in this mirror, let me see what you see in me, and let me love me the way you love me. And then anoint your doorpost and say, Father, anoint me to see people the way you see them and love them the way you love them. I don't know a thing. Dear ones, the year before us is an internal journey and a journey in the body of Christ of kindred hearts. And he's saying, will you have a baby heart? Will you just lean on me more than ever before? And even all your gifts and abilities, just give them back to me. Because when I sit on them, they'll reach a realm you've never seen. Just be childlike and need me. I'll tell you my childlike assignment for Jesus this past week because we've all known each other a long time in this room. I have a peace lily in my house. Some of you will see it in a couple of weeks. And it's just beginning to have a little white bloom. And so this is what he's had me do. Just sit. So I sit down. He said, I don't want you to think. I don't want you to pray. Just look at the lily. Just consider the lily. I'm a firm believer. The Old Testament says all creation preaches the gospel. Romans 8 says all creation is groaning with intercession for us. It's a mystery. It's a realm we don't understand. So I sit there and I say, well, you know something I don't know. Because the Holy Spirit said to sit here and humble myself and be your student. I sit there and I learn a lot. I learn a lot just looking and considering. doesn't sound very impressive, does it? It's transformational. Because you're just, Matthew 18, unless you become a child, you can't enter the kingdom. Beatitudes, it's the poor in spirit 
that have the kingdom. He's looking for the baby hearts this year that say, I want to know you better. I want a new foundation. Holy Spirit, give me the power to receive the love. We're going to do the last song on the list. Um, when I lock. So I want to give you this invitation. Jen's just going to sing over you. When I lock eyes with you. And I just want to give you a few moments. I just want to give you a few moments to just just sit and just let the presence of the Lord come upon you. Just let it come upon you. Just let it come upon you.